Climb aboard the struggle bus. You got problems just like us. Climb aboard the struggle bus. Let Kate and Sally help you. Welcome to the struggle bus. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. And we're here to fix your lives. That said, we are two people whose only qualifications to give you advice are that we have lots of feelings and lots of opinions. Neither of which are a substitute for professional guidance. Nailed it. I did it. I was looking at you and I was like, I'm not going to look at the sheet. And then I looked at the sheet because I uh, fucked up. The trick is only look away when you have only like one syllable left to go. Exactly. That's my strategy. I know. I know. Uh, that took me by surprise that we started recording the podcast, oh, even really? though I was like, I'm ready. And yeah, it was like the third time. I was like, are you sure? You got it. Um, so you can tweet at us at strugglebuspod. Email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. Use the hashtag strugglepodbuds420 to find a struggle buddy. Oh my God, I'm so excited about our, our Ooh, other announcements. Me too. You can also tweet at Sally T or me at SBK Heller. Sally, do you want to start them off with some of the best news in the world? Oh my God. We have so many announcements, you guys. They're all amazing. They're all incredible. Yes. Um, we're probably not even going to read any emails today. We're just going to talk about announcements yeah, for like an hour. Exactly. I feel like it's fine. Okay. They're not even show related. Just like some basic announcements. Just some things. Some birth announcements about, the world. about we'll people read, you don't know. Yeah. We'll read some people's Twitter timelines. Some people got maybe. engaged, yeah, I guess. Sure. Has ever happened on Facebook where it's like two people you don't know got engaged and yeah. there's like a thousand likes and you're like, I don't know either. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're on my screen right now. But you like them anyway? Get away from my internet. <laughs> Only if it's um, a same-sex couple. Otherwise, right. I'm not like I do it. sad faces when people get engaged. Oh, my God. That's wait, no, I are, don't. Is there a sad face? Can you do that? I or like don't. an angry? I, I'm going to find out. Now I'm just going to search Facebook for engagement so I can put little frownies well, on them. Obviously. <laughs> Hold on. We'll be right back. No, that's, a, that's our announcement. Okay. Well, um, the... Okay. Okay. Sorry. sorry. Okay. Sorry. You guys. So I was going to the... make a joke and I realized it was just not joke time. Go on. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think it's always joke time for the mm. record. But all right, you guys. First of all. We are on Instagram. What? It's true. I just found out 20 minutes ago. Um, I may have made us an account on the way over here. And um, how can they find us? Okay. We are at the Struggle Bus Pod. Perfect. Presently, there's one photograph up there, yes. but there will be more. And we're going to do like behind the scenes stuff because you're always asking, where do you record? What's it like? Mm-hmm. Tell us everything about you. So some personal stuff, um, some show stuff, live show stuff. And of course... All of your Neko Atsume cat mm-hmm. photos because no big deal. You're all playing it and sending us the photos. We will post some of them on Instagram. I have to say that 97% of the reason for starting an Instagram account is because so many people are emailing us screenshots of their cats. And, and we have no way of – we can't – in an audio way, share those screenshots. I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> but we can describe them in painstaking detail. But we thought it would be more efficient yes. to just share them for your eyes. And for example, I received an Easter egg, a painted egg today. Yeah, you did. From Sally's girlfriend who made me. I mean, it's the most glorious thing. And guess what? I can't tell you what it looks like because it's so amazing. Go on Instagram. I'll check, post a photo. Check it out on Instagram. What? And it's then- the coolest. What else are we on? Oh, man. Where aren't we is the real question. We're on a tear. We are We are on a tear. Okay, oh, so you can also find us on Stitcher, which I'm going to be honest. I don't know if people use it, but one person, and I don't remember who you are, but you were like, hey, I used to listen to you, but then I started using Stitcher and you're not there, so I stopped listening. And which I was, is the wrong thing to do, but... I w- Right. I was like, A, that's a terrible reason to stop listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. B, what is Stitcher and should we be on it? So we're on it. So we're on it. So I don't know if it's oh that's good or useful, but if it is for you, congratulations yeah. and welcome. 
Um, then here, why don't you say the next thing? We're on SoundCloud. (gasps) We're on SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. And it's cool because I didn't know this part. You can comment about each section Mm -hmm. of the podcast. You can like click on it and be like, I think this person should have done this. And then you can read the comments. So it's really cool. We have a lot of followers. And um, yeah, find us at SoundCloud.com slash the hyphen struggle hyphen bus hyphen podcast (laughs) emoji. No, (laughs) we want to make you work for a little. But but yeah, find us there and like comment on the episode. Uh, I think that'll be fun because... Some of you guys tweet about the episodes to us and then other people like you email in mm-hmm. to react to the episode and it's all awesome and fun for us to read but it's too much for us to read on the show. Right. But I think like other listeners would be psyched about what you're saying. Yeah. So if get it's involved. public if you want to make it be public yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that obviously. But what if you don't want to make it public? Well, I don't know, Sally. Is there a private, private secret Facebook group? <gasps> so here's the thing. I was asked to join a secret. Mind you, you can't even find it unless you're invited. Okay. And this is not to be like exclusive mean girl or anything like that. But um, I was invited to a secret group last year. And I was like, what is this? And it was a really cool, small, uh, safe space where people could just complain about things. It was, um, you know, don't talk about it outside the group. It's like Fight Club, but it's not Fight Club. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't tell you anymore. But I've had nothing but amazing experiences with this group, just needing to vent to total strangers or people I know in real life. But don't see. And the admins are really careful. So there was one time in the last year, just once, where somebody was really mean and, you know, gave them a bunch of chances and then kicked them out of the group because they were just being cruel and whatever. Um, But the benefits, I just have such a great experience. So we decided to start one because on Twitter, you're always finding a struggle buddy Mm -hmm. using the hashtag. And I see you talking to each other. But if you're on Facebook and you feel comfortable, uh, we would love to have you join our secret group. And again, we're not doing it to be weird weird and exclusive. We're doing it because we want you to share things that you can't share in the general population. That's an online forum that's different than Twitter. So how do you join? Great question. Uh, We will start adding you. So here's uh, what you need to do if you're on Facebook. Find me. I'm Catherine Heller. Catherine's my full name. It's Mm -hmm. a long story. Um, And K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E Heller. Find me if we're not already friends. Direct message me and say, can I please join the group? And I will add you. So then after that, you can add your friends and we approve it. And there's no approval system. We trust you if the person's not a garbage human. Um, but yeah, there's some basic rules there. Just be nice to each other and share things. It's called the uh, struggle buddies. Mm-hmm. Struggle buddies. Yeah. So um, write personal stuff. I wrote something personal in there that I can't talk about on the air. Yeah. Just or to get things to, started. Yeah. You guys, uh, just let's uh, let's share. And also, ooh, if you need to help find um, some help in your area or you're like, hey, are you in Texas? Do you know this person? Uh, do you know a clinic that does this? Maybe you could help each other yeah. out. So. Um, and so actually just as an example of like something that would be perfect for the Struggle Buddies group, yeah. we got an email from... Amazing we, we, segue, Sally. Thank you. <laughs> we need a uh, we need a pseudonym. Oh, um, this person. Uh, I feel like we need to move away from our usual like Mad Men, Neko Atsume, yeah. Friday Night Lights. But what does that leave us? Exactly. Um, we started watching Daredevil again, but I don't know. I don't watch that, but I'm mm. happy to pick a name. Uh, well, I don't want to call him The Punisher, but... um. So this email's from The Punisher. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and he says, uh, I'm a white, cis, male, gay, depressed, off-meds, unemployed college grad, never worked in my field, from the North, living in the South, with my boyfriend. I have a lot I want to write about, but one of the biggest symptoms of my depression is a kind of paralysis. I have a really hard time starting something. The more important, the harder. 
Writing an email about anything important just freezes me up when I start. I made a New Year's resolution to join a forum slash support site for depression, and it took me two and a half months to finally make myself do it, and I've only posted once so far. But it is a lot easier to write about that stuff that doesn't matter in the slightest. Mm -hmm. So, and then um, the Punisher goes on to... Um, talk about a bunch of other things that came up in other episodes. For example, he explains to us what the hell wheatgrass actually is because I think I asked that. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about middle names, which is a thing we've talked about. And so he he said at the end of his email... I don't really have a question, um, so you don't have to read this if you don't want. I just wanted to talk about this stuff. And so this is like a perfect example. Sometimes like you don't have a problem or a question or want advice. You just want to like tell us something or mm-hmm. get something out. So do that in the Facebook group. I yeah. mean, I don't I don't mean to be like, get out of my inbox, the Punisher. Right, right. No, I no, just no. mean it'll be like, I think, a cool, fun, nice thing to do yeah. in our secret. And you can Facebook still, group. of course, email us about anything, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, yeah. So uh, great. And I think we also have any Anything else? Oh my gosh! Anything else? Oh, oh are, are we having me? some guests every now and again? Are we? We are. So we uh, are expanding a little bit, and we figured that we don't know everything about everything, even well, though we pretend to. Yeah, kind of do. We'd like to get some experts on every now and again, and not just for live shows. So we're going to get some of you know Molly Neffel. She's mm-hmm. amazing from Radio Dispatch. We and I, uh, she and I go way back. She is really into politics and amazing and feminist issues and things and stuff. So if you have any questions for her, um, well, we're going to still read your questions. But um, yeah, she'll be on next week Yeah, as a guest. It's going to be a good time. So we're going to try to have some folks that like, um, like Catherine said, are experts and then also just people that we think you guys will dig. Exactly. So um, if you can think of people that you think would be cool to have on, <laughs> bonus points if they're local to New York City. Yeah. Um, you should write in and tell us about that. Yeah, do. Why not? Anyone at all because we, you know, we can expand a little bit and uh, hear from people who are, you know, in the field. So, okay, a couple other things to talk about. <laughs> we do have uh, a couple of winners what? from our Ticket to Ride what? listener challenge. Excellent. That's right. <laughs> so the Easter egg from last week was Field of Dreams 2 Lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email from Chrissy, who's been listening since her friend Jenny recommended the struggle bus to her. Um, and here is what Chrissy emailed my BFF Jenny referred me not too long ago we actually have Skype calls once a week now about how we're doing and what we've done to help ourselves lately great idea which is amazing Uh, I know you said uh, you'd pick the prize but Jenny and I are both in agreement that if you let us pick can you name two Nekoetsume cats after us can we ever Uh, I have already and I have and I don't I think that I was rewarded by giving two cats amazing names because these two cats have really been uh, giving me a lot of fish. And do you have a screenshot for them? I have a couple screenshots. Perfect. Yeah, so we'll get all that on Instagram. Excellent. And they sent us pics of their cats named Kate and Sally. No big deal. Hanging out together. How does that even happen? I have. Have you had cats hanging out together? Yeah. Really? Another listener sent us on Twitter. It was us hanging out Uh, together. Yeah. It was you mean Allison actually. Wait, what? Allison. Oh my god. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. Um. So, by the way, just like really quick in this whole Nekoetsume thing, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have downloaded it because we've recommended it, like yes. people have mentioned to me. Um, and one of my friends texted me and was like, I don't know if I understand the point of this, but I like seeing a cat 
inside a paper bag every once in a while. That's the point. So you've understood the point. <laughs> and uh, other people have been like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm feeling kind of down. I'm going through some stuff. And my response is, have you downloaded an Echo Atsume? So mm. now I've like legitimately turned to it for like, mental health there's an article about seeking. it and about how people like to feel like they are taking care of something and mm-hmm. watching it grow oh, really without okay. having to have a real thing in the house you know yeah. what I mean? um there's something that feels good about that so and that's why i love doing this show because i get to watch everyone grow yeah, yeah. there you go you're my necklace um <clears throat> what else do we have to say i think that's it okay oh wait hold on there's one more thing oh yes friend of the show oh yeah schizophrenic.nyc um Actually, her name is Michelle, but her website is schizophrenic.nyc. Um, she's written in before, and she has this awesome nonprofit um, that I want to say donates to – I wish I had read this before um, – benefits the city of New York's mentally ill homeless by donating yes. a portion of our profits. Um, okay, and they have really cool merch. Um, they have a shirt. Actually, I have one I was just wearing the other day that says, don't be paranoid, you look great, <laughs> schizophrenic.nyc, so you can get – some cool shirts. Um, they have like tees, onesies, bracelets, the whole nine. And mm. if you go but to Sally, what if I want a discount? <laughs> Funny you should ask that. Uh, you go to schizophrenic.nyc and you use the code strugglebus and you can get some type of discount. Awesome. And the profits go to a good cause. So do that. Awesome. Well, we have some really great emails, but first, are you uh, got any updates about your life, Sally? Okay. I feel like we've done a huge update about uh, the show, but... Uh, yeah. So in my life, yes, I went to go see Latrice Royale. For those of you who don't know, and I mean, like, not like I had to ask, who uh, is, hypothetically speaking, if I didn't know? Latrice Royale is a drag queen who was on RuPaul's Drag Race, <gasps> that's right, <sighs> season four, um, and also... Uh, Drag Race All-Stars, really good season. Mm -hmm. And um, she's great. She's amazing. And uh, I went, my girlfriend and I went to go see her at this place that a lot of the queens from the show come through and perform at. Mm -hmm. And the shows have all been good or whatever, but this was like probably the best thing I've ever seen performed live. It was amazing. What about when Shangela touched you when you saw her? That was, I mean. Because I remember that. That was life-changing. That was life-changing. But this was like, she kind of told her life story and um, she had a, a pianist and a cellist, I think. And oh, wow. what's the difference between a cello and an upright bass? Uh, not much. Okay, <laughs> so one of those and then a drummer. <laughs> yeah. And she sang and she told her life story and it was incredibly moving. Mm-hmm. I gave her like three standing ovations. I wept at one point. I mean, I'm a crier. <gasps> yeah. So I'm, I do a lot of weeping anyway, but it was in- incredibly moving. And then she did an incredible, incredible lip sync. And it was fucking everything and it it just made my week so that's my life tell me about you well I have a a friend I think I've talked about her before Betsy from the podcast big design small budget that I produce so every week I used to record her but um since she moved she now records herself on the same equipment that that we use actually and she sends me a file so it's a fun way of staying in touch because I listen I edit the episode send it back but I've also find out what's going on in her life it's very fun and she has this really intense story this week. She gives out uh, design advice, so it's not like a, our kind of advice show, but she happened to end the episode with she wanted to share something, and she went through a very, very difficult business thing that she wasn't going to talk about at first, and she went public with it um, about a billionaire uh, client of hers who ended up screwing her over mm. and about how hard it was dealing with this person. And she, I was listening, and she had this lesson, and I'm like, but he screwed you over. It's embarrassing. You lost money. And she just said basically um, – People like that or people she used to work with and never liked working with, 
And she she doesn't know why she did it. Part of it was like, oh, this will be fun. But she's like, but I started a business specifically for people who have low budgets. Why the fuck did I take this client mm. on? And then she's like, know your niche. Stick with it and don't bother to get out of something you already know mm. is not going to work. She's like, I already knew. Oh, I mean, she didn't say she knew, but like she's been there before mm-hmm. with these people. Um, rich people can be difficult. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of a nice reminder of just know your niche and, you know, Try again next time. And I was like, that's really cool. Know your niche. That With is cool. everything. Friends, family, um, what works for you. And yeah, if you yeah, know yeah. something's not working for you, try not to go back to it if you can. Yeah. You know? I definitely, every once in a while, I'm like, I don't know. Let me just like schedule a bunch of stuff this week. I think it'll be like, they're all fun things. It'll be great. And like halfway through yeah. the week, I'm like laid up and aggravated and sad and tired. And I'm like, I knew this wasn't going to work for me. Yeah, Why did I do it? Exactly. And she kind of says that. It's like, Yeah. I mean, not that she deserved to be screwed over. Nobody does, but it's a good lesson. Yeah. It happens. That thing, I what I realized for me is that I don't really learn a lesson once and then go with it forever. I learn a lesson like repeatedly. Several times. Sometimes like monthly, other times like yearly, mm-hmm. but it's a learning process. It's fun. It's a learning process. Excellent. Uh, what the heck was, was my, that? That was my Delilah voice. Was that it what, weird? Can you do it again? It's a learning process. What is, whoa. <laughs> How come this is coming out of, I've never known. I, I, but, um. That required so much air right. that I, there's no way I could say more than like five words in it's that. It's a learning process. Ooh, that was good. Now, Should we do know. the whole show like that, guys? Yes. The whole show would be like a second long because exactly. it's like difficult. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get to your emails. All right. So this person needs a name. I think we should stick with Daredevil. Why don't you guys like comment on SoundCloud and tell us what TV shows we should be using yeah. for these names or movies or like fictional universes? I'm not above... A good Harry Potter name. Yeah. The problem is I just started Daredevil. I only know the characters that we've already used. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> is Daredevil's name like first name Dare, last we, name Devil? We already no? Matt Murdock. We already used Oh, Matt we did? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's see. How about a, an old school Harry Potter name? I think that is always a good go-to. Yeah. Oh, I guess we have – I feel like I now have – Total Recall that we named someone. We've oh my done god, that we should before. do Total Recall. What? Oh my god, there we go. Can Except, you okay, remember so Doug? But what was um M- Melina? How about Melina? Sure, I think that was her name. I love it. So this is either is Total now. Recall from Total Recall or Total Recall inspired. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Kate and Sally. Recently found your podcast, even though I'm a long-term rider of the Struggle Bus. Recently upgraded to the Hot Mess Express. <laughs> Wait. Why have we not named every single thing Hot Mess Express? I don't know. That's that's amazing. Holy shit. Oh. Uh, please stand by for some other social media thing yeah, where we'll we can do that. Oh, my God. Another account. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm in grad school and I've been having a terrible time. My advisor threatened to kick me out a few times, told me I was a terrible person and more, and now I'm on academic proba- probation. As someone who has never struggled with academics before, this is really fucking hard. I spent 10 years lost inside an eating disorder that tore up my life and had just started to really drag myself out of that before Professor Dickface happened. I used to love geology, or thought I did, but this experience just has me wanting to give up. Also, so tempting to go back to the eating disorder because I know I'm good at that and the desire to just put my life on pause and be taken care of is strong. Realistically, I know this is just a shitty experience and things will get better once I'm out, but at the same time, I want to do something crazy like run away to Mexico. I feel like a useless human that can't handle real life due to some innate flaw. I'm the typical stereotype of a 25-year-old with the heaviest case of imposter syndrome, but I feel like I'm the exception because of this professor. Anyways, I'm just wondering if you have any advice for someone who's just questioning every facet of life. 
Okay. There's a lot going on in this uh, email. I'd like to address the eating disorder part first, and I would like to just mention that I do have experience with a beloved person in my life who has going through this, so it's not like I'm an expert, but I will say eating disorders are not something you can just get rid of and go back to. Um, I don't want to equate it to anything else, but if you think about, for example, someone saying, I did have cancer, and I might go back to it. No, it's not a choice, but when you're stressed out, this is what you know makes you feel better, so that's why I think you're you're saying that you're going back to a place or you want to that um, made you feel safe because that's what um, that's what you remember. So I totally understand what you're saying, but just know like it's not, you know, you're being very hard on yourself. This is not something that I, you know, feel that you're choosing to do, obviously, but I think it's more that you're just feeling so uh, in the thick of it right now. So first of all, definitely, if you're not getting help, please do try to talk to somebody about it. And the professor... I don't know who this person is, but they should not be talking to you like this. And I would say that this is unheard of until I uh, recently know someone who goes to grad school. And uh, there are professors like this, it turns out, which is awful. And how do you deal with someone like that? Well, you can't internalize it. I don't know why this person told you to quit or, you know, that you were horrible. Um, but I would consider maybe going to their their boss and having a convo. Um, Sally, thoughts about any of that so far? Um, okay, so... I think so you said that you have a desire to just put your life on hold and be taken care of and that's a strong feeling you have right now and you related that to like wanting to go back to disordered eating and um, I think that you can put your life on hold and be taken care of but just do it in a way that doesn't involve the disordered part. Um, I I do really think that you should be working with a professional. Um, I mean as you know if you've listen to one second of any other episode. <laughs> I think everyone should be more or less. But I think particularly if you struggle with a diagnosis of an eating disorder or some other either behavioral thing or mental health thing that is disruptive to your to your life every day, I really, really, really think that working with a therapist or a counselor can really help. And that that is a way of being taken care of mm-hmm. um, without you know, going back to that disordered behavior, which, you know, you you know is going to feel probably good in some some moments because of the, like you said, what how it makes you feel. But ultimately, you know, it's going, going to make you feel bad. Um, and and um, I think that uh, professors can be really terrible. And I realize I, it's an advisor, but. You know, oh, advisor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I had a professor in college say something so mean to me that made me feel so dumb. I think about it all the time. What, can you tell us? Or oh, yeah. It? He was just like, I, it was a, I was taking a, an, a logic class, like an intro logic class to fulfill a math requirement because I'm really bad at math. And I was like, logic, that has words. I'll be great at it. And it was really, really, really hard. It's just mm-hmm. a difficult way for me to think. And uh, I was working really hard, but not passing the class. And I went to his office hours and I was talking to him and he was like, you know how some people are illiterate? And I was like, oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. He was like, well, you're enumerate. That's real shitty. And, I, and it was just like, I mean, he. I see what he was trying to say, but I didn't. He, he I just said it in it. this really like mean way. And it also, it just took away the idea that like this is something I could get better at. It, he made it feel like it was like, in it, like actually, as this person is saying, like it was like an innate flaw in me that I was having so much trouble with this class. And um, so I totally get how it can make you feel really shitty. Um, but I do think that like there is a way in which people can be really shitty to you and you can you can take it as like, mm. okay, like this person has a need to be really cruel to me because they're working out their own 
undealt with shit and they're working it out on me. Like they're being undealt with at me. Um, and so it makes me feel kind of bad and it's unacceptable behavior. Uh, but okay, that's a thing that happened that I'm going to go process. And then the, I think the other way to take it is like, this person, you know, really knows something about me that I don't know and they're right and I'm terrible and and all this stuff. And, and I, I, I don't think it's always something that we can control. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing of like, I always think it's really interesting when I hear people say or I hear myself say, um, so-and-so made me feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you have to really unpack that. It's like, did they make you feel bad by what they said? Or were you, you know, taking something they said and finding it away finding a way to allow it to make you feel bad. And I don't mean to sound like someone who's like, it's like not like the secret where you can just sort of envision a way you want to be treated and be treated that way. But I I think that sometimes when people are being toxic fucks, you can kind of frame what they're saying as the shit that comes out of the mouth of a toxic fuck. Yeah. And I just not registered le- toxicfuck.com just so you know, just in <laughs> case we need it. Um, and not let it cut you off at the knees. It doesn't mean that it, it won't make you feel bad and it won't be something that you have to process. But the thing of it incapacitating you, I think, is the part that's in your control. Yeah, yeah everything Sally said. And um, definitely whatever is going on with this advisor, if you can try to switch advisors, I would uh, do that. I think we all know it feels awful to have someone treat us like this um but try not to internalize it i know easier said than done definitely try to get some help during this time see this as some downtime where you can work on you you yeah. know so you can be the best you you can be yeah uh-huh. um also i would say like you 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 did say like you've you've always been good at academics and this kind of comes as a surprise i mean i think it's also worth going to another not definitely not this advisor who sounds mm-hmm. like a monster but going to a, a different advisor in your department or something and maybe trying to talk about it with them like hey like i'm i'm really struggling i've never really struggled academically before so i'm not really sure exactly what's happening i feel like i'm not really connecting with my advisor can we just like talk about my path here what's happening like I I think it's fine to like really have that actual conversation with someone else because then you'll feel better at least you'll know okay this is what I need to work on okay he was wrong about this right about this who knows yeah you can start building yourself back up and yeah you know falling in love with geology was it yeah nice which sounds pretty cool yeah so yeah do take care of yourself uh if they have counselors at your school try to go if you're not seeing someone and um yeah yeah. So, Melina, good luck and feel free to uh, join the secret Facebook group. Oh, my God. All <laughs> right. So, uh, okay. here we go. This one needs a comic book superhero. Oh, yeah. And I meant to uh, ah. Google, like, names of superheroes because I don't really know any. Com- well, well Magneto? For, like, oh, is he a is com- that a yeah, yeah. good guy or a bad guy? It doesn't I don't matter. Know. I don't know. Let's just go for it. I like the name Magneto. Let's do it. I don't even know what it's from. Everyone's so angry. Is it the Avengers? Oh, I my don't God. know. Right. Write in angrily and tell us. Wait, yeah. I can Google it. <laughs> Magneto. Yeah, I don't know. X-Men. Oh, wait. Mm, of course. Marvel Comics in association with, I don't know. I guess, there we are. I guess Marvel. Mm-hmm. I know Marvel and DC are separate. That's basically all I know. <laughs> all right, Magneto. Hi, Kate and Sally. I'm a 30-something gay guy living in a big city with a history of depression, but I've been overall pretty healthy for the last few years. I've also been, by and large, very single since coming out 20 years ago. I've only had two defined relationships that lasted more than a year, and both of them were pretty fucked up. Not long after I ended my second LTR, long-term relationship, 
<laughs> I met this guy on one of those notorious gay dating read hookup apps. When I first met him, we had a pretty quick connection, but we were both upfront about not being interested in a relationship. At the time, I was still in recovery from my last breakup, and he was in the middle of his grad school studies. We continued to see each other as fuck buddies, but also as friends. We found that we had many shared interests and could just as easily hang out engaging in our shared hobbies, Comic-Con, theater, video games, board games, etc., as we could in sexy time situations. Just as I realized I was starting to catch the feelings for him, about three months into our friendship, he told me that he had started seeing someone. I was hurt and disappointed, but decided that since I hadn't made my feelings known, it was unfair of me to put that on him. We remained friends without benefits. I discovered that I really did enjoy spending time with him in any context and had adjusted to the idea of just being a friend. Then he broke up with his boyfriend of six months and, at the same time, told that he told me he'd like to get naked again, he also said that he wasn't ready for another relationship. What can I say? I was horny and lonely, even though I told myself at the time it was probably a mistake to open that door again. There was a period while he was on break from school and I was unemployed where we became extremely, exceptionally close, talking daily, seeing each other as often as possible, sharing and opening up about more and more. I was falling for him again. It sort of came to a head on the anniversary of when we met. After a perfectly lovely night together, I sort of freaked out and abruptly went home instead of spending the night with him. When I tried to talk with him about it, we both ended up avoiding the core of the issue and he said things about how sometimes he knows what he wants and sometimes he wants something else. But with the start of his last semester at school and my new job, no more freelance uncertainty, the last few weeks have been somewhat more strained. We have very fun nights on the rare occasion when we're both free from school or work obligations, but we talk less often and less deeply than we did. I keep telling myself that I either need to end things, at least sexually, or come clean to him about my feelings and how I often go to bed at night imagining a life with him. I don't have that many close friends, so losing his friendship might actually hurt worse than being rejected. I tell myself that he's already chosen someone over me once before, that I should believe him when he says he doesn't want a relationship, that I knew what I was signing up for when I started hooking up with him again after his breakup. But I also know that circumstances are changing. When we first met, he had no idea if he'd even stay in the city after he finished school, and that was part of why he wasn't looking for a long-term commitment, whereas now it looks like he'll be getting a job here and settling down for at least the foreseeable future. We've become incredibly close, and sometimes it feels like we're both trying harder than we should to maintain the illusion of our casualness about our situation. So now the obvious questions. Should I tell him how I feel? I mean, tell him without being oblique and vague and cautious. Or should I end the sex and just focus on being friends. I know on some level you're probably going to tell me that I can only I can answer that question, so some of the less obvious questions that feed into the decision, dot, dot, dot. Why do all my relationships end up end before they really even begin? Do I even know how to be in an adult long-term relationship? Am I sabotaging potential relationships by being uncommunicative and guarded about my emotions? Am I just yearning for this relationship because I feel a void and it has literally been years since I felt this close to someone? I didn't even feel this connected to my last boyfriend. Am I only wanting this because I fear that someday I'm going to get another text from him saying that he started seeing someone and it will crush me to be passed over as my boyfriend material a second time? How much of all this is just tied to my lifelong self-esteem issues and the fact that I can't believe a guy as gorgeous as he is thinks I'm sexy, a trap I've fallen into before? But I know you can't really answer any of those questions either. What I could use your help with, I need some tips and maybe some expectation setting for how to go about this conversation. I think honesty is probably the best choice here, but I don't want to give him an ultimatum, be my boyfriend or the sex ends, even though that's kind of the end result. I have no idea how to start this discussion. I don't need monogamy. I don't need a wedding anytime soon, but I sort of want to know that there's a future us that isn't just casual sex and video games. If there isn't, I can't pretend it won't hurt, but while I think I can work through that hurt and just remain friends, 
There's also the possibility that I can't and I'll have cost myself a close friendship too. Thanks for all you do. With the new job, I'm finally in a position where I can get back into therapy. Yay, Obamacare and health insurance that treats mental and physical health the same. And my first health insurance coverage in a decade. And I know that will help me sort out the mental and emotional clutter. But I feel like this is an issue that demands more immediate attention and can't wait for me to find and build up a relationship with a therapist. I want to sort this out now before I make a mess of things or end up with an even more walled off social recluse than I end up and even more walled off or social recluse than I already am. With love, Magneto. Um, should I add the PS? Sure. I started this letter at a decent hour, but now it's well past my bedtime and I'm hitting send before I get cold feet. I hope I didn't miss too many typos and that it all makes sense. It's Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it all makes sense, Very well Magneto. Put. Well, I have to say that you you said you wanted some help with like expectation setting and mm-hmm. then how to have this conversation. And then you wrote this paragraph where you like so beautifully basically like scripted what I think you should say in this conversation, which is like yes. basically I don't want to give you an ultimatum, but I do feel like I really have feelings for you and I don't need monogamy. I don't need a wedding anytime soon. But I sort of want to know if there's a future us that isn't just casual sex and video games. Now I'm just like reading your email back because I think it's totally perfect. It is. Um, And you can also say what you said about not wanting to lose his friendship and it would suck if he didn't feel the same. But that also you know that this is sort of where you're at right now. Um, I think that you're in a place where you know what you have to do and you actually do know exactly what to say. And I think your expectations are totally realistic. But now you actually just have to pull the trigger and have the conversation. Yeah, it's a really um, interesting experience being on the other end of this because I am really good friends with somebody that I had been hooking up with. And he had feelings for me, but I didn't have feelings for him ever. And I found myself, I don't want to say using him, but I knew I could sort of, he was always there when I needed Mm -hmm. him. And uh, he sat me down and was like, listen, I really like you. And unless we're going to be dating or something like that, I really can't handle this. So I, you know, do whatever, like we should talk about this. And I felt so bad um, because we had been hooking up. Like it wasn't a friend zone thing. And by the way, I hate that word, but I was definitely... I thought he was having fun too, but I didn't realize that he felt that deeply about me. So we took some time away from each other and then he ended up meeting someone and we became really good friends. And if I hadn't gotten that from him, I, I'm i not a terrible person. I just didn't realize that's how he was feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's possible that he does or he doesn't. So it just takes one conversation, not 25, not like the next three years of your life, but like I don't know, to move on or move forward in either way, I think at least a serious conversation needs to be had. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that like Magneto, everything you're saying about like how you guys have kind of talked about this before, but circumstances have changed. And also it sounds like your feelings have deepened. I think it's totally cool to revisit. I mean, it also sounds like you said you guys kind of tried to talk about it, but didn't really like get to the core. So I think Mm -hmm. like now is your chance to get to the core. And, you know, you... You also, you you had a bunch of stuff in here where you asked like a bunch of questions like why do all your relationships end before they really begin? Do I even know how to be an adult in a long-term relationship? Am I sabotaging potential relationships by being uncommunicative and guarded? And those are all things like you, you distinguish between basically wanting to solve this now and then in the long-term being in therapy. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think that's like a great distinction. I think that all these questions that you asked about your own patterns and relationships and the way you behave generally, I think those are great things to work on and talk about with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you need to 
integrate all of those questions into the conversation that you have. I don't think you need to wait until you have answers to all those questions to move forward. I think you can know that those are things you want to talk about and get figured out Mm -hmm. and, you know, really put in motion getting into therapy so you can do that. But I think for now, really just having this conversation is a fine way to proceed. It sounds like he's being honest with you and you're being honest with him, but no one's actually setting the boundaries because you're scared to lose him. But either way, you're getting, you know, you're not getting what you want either way. Um, And real quick about the therapy thing, you said immediate attention and can't wait for me to build up a relationship with a therapist. I totally get what you're saying, but um, (sighs) the first um, meeting I had with a therapist that I had for eight years, who was amazing and one of my favorites, my first words out of my mouth to her before I knew anything about her was like, so uh, I met somebody and I'm terrified and I have daddy issues and I need help right now. And she was able to talk me through that one session with mm-hmm. just a few basics. You That's know? true. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. You can blurt out things, you know. Um, you may not know till later if the therapy's working for you, but they're used to it, you know. People yeah. go into therapy because they've hit a point where they really feel like they have to. No, I totally agree, actually. That's like a really good point. I think that therapy can be incredibly useful and awesome in the short term as well so don't don't delay like yeah start today (laughs) oh my god what um one other thing i i want to say is like you said i don't want to give him an ultimatum quote unquote be my boyfriend or the sex ends and i find like the reason that this stuck out to me is because a (laughs) thing i do in my head is i'm like well i'm not going to go up to him and be like you're a terrible friend and i don't want to be friends with you until you stop this behavior so obviously i can't talk to him about it at all but it's like you really wouldn't go up to a person and say something that hyperbolic mm. and that extreme like that's the thing that you do to like talk yourself out of doing what you would do in a much more moderate way like you wouldn't go up to this guy and be like be my boyfriend or the sex ends mm-hmm. obviously if you were going to do that you would choose not to do it because that's terrible but you don't have to say that you can you know in a really like gentle kind honest way basically you are in effect saying like unless we're together I can't have sex with you anymore but you you're an adult like you know how to say yeah. things in a nice way so yeah. you just like you know say it in a nicer way yeah and also I think now that I'm 40 I can impose some wisdom about the uh, why do all my relationships end before they begin do I know how to be in a relationship uh no one's really got it figured out you just need to figure out what works for you and if you do feel like you're sabotaging or that you're you're too scared to get involved in something this is something in therapy that will really help you. Totally. It, if you isolate the problem, it helps you get to the solution. So don't don't worry. Everyone's questioning their shit all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> going back to something we were talking about earlier, that thing of like getting reminders and like and it happening like monthly or yearly. Mm. I totally agree. It's the same thing in relationships. Like oh, you're God, just like yes, in a process yes. of like always figuring out what you're doing. So there isn't like an end point where like you know how to be in a relationship. Yeah. I used to be really bad. I, I push people away when I got um, upset because I was convinced they were going to leave me. So I was like, I'll be the first one to say a mean thing. And I stopped doing it with much practice. Uh, and then the other day I was nervous about something and I totally did it to my boyfriend. I was like, why don't you just go back to this and that, whatever. And he's like, what the fuck is going mm. on? And I realized I was like, oh, I'm upset about this. So I did this. But I just needed a gentle reminder that I still yeah. have that in me where I, I want to do it. I have the impulse um, yeah, so. No, I think that actually that totally also is like the email from Melina, like mm. where in times of great stress, you go back to, to a thing. Safe space. Yeah, mm. that's like that, you know, and it feels familiar and safe, but it's also like self-destructive. Yeah, it worked you know? for you at the time. It helped you survive whatever yeah. you were going through, but it can be not good for you. Yeah. But totally. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Is there a theme to this episode? There might be. What? Um, okay, so Magneto, good luck. Yeah. Feel free to d- join the Facebook group and yeah. talk about it or just let us know how it goes. Exactly. Um, okay, 
Catherine. Yes. Tell me a thing you did. Okay. A thing I did this week. Um, remember when I told you I was uh, just now. Remember like two seconds ago <laughs> when I just talked about a thing when I was feeling stressed out and I, I got mad at my boyfriend for no reason. I realized I need some time out for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd had a really long day and like all good things are happening and I'm feeling really positive but of course terrified. And I was like, I'm just going to take a bath. I'm just going to take a bath. And I, I said to him, I was like, do you mind if I take a bath for half an hour? And he's like, no, because we were going to watch Daredevil. And uh, he's like, of course not, you know. And uh, I did that and I felt really indulgent because it's a bath. Mm-hmm. But also indulgent to say I need to be in a different room, not because I'm angry or whatever, just I need to take a time out. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. Baths are secretly the best way to take care of yourself. Oh, my God. On earth, which I didn't really totally understand my girlfriend has gotten me really into them but you you throw in some bubbles you turn out the lights you put on a podcast or you just sit there in silence and look at the cats listen incredible somebody gave me uh bubbles for my birthday bath bubbles i forget who you are but that's like my favorite thing ever next to what sally got me which is a picture of us which we're live both show. gazing at yeah. now. <gasps> Sally, your birthday's coming up. You're going to get the best it present. Is. What? You, okay. You guys have 11 shopping days for my birthday. <gasps> 11 shopping days. Yeah. Right. I like to give people that just for context. Sally, so they know. Elizabeth, so tomorrow. You have Prime. You can do the two-day shipping or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of indulgent, luxurious, relaxing things we did, mm-hmm. I fucking got a massage. What? Okay. So I get a massage like once every 12 to 24 months. I know, Like yeah. it's not frequent because, you know, it's an expensive, expensive thing. Yeah. yeah. But um, on Saturday, I just was feeling like, I don't know, man, I like slept wrong <laughs> and I pulled something maybe lifting. I was just like generally feeling kind of like aches and pains and also just like a little stressed out. And I was like, I need to have a massage. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. So I found a place actually in Brooklyn at reasonably priced, Joe. And I went to Joe, who shares his office with a psychotherapist, which Stop I thought it. was incredible. That's perfect. I was like, this is the place for me. And I got an amazing massage. It felt so good. Mm. He took a wet, like a hot, wet washcloth and put it on my back. Yeah, I uh, there's a place near me that does hot stone massage. <sighs> and they do half an hour for $35. And that's all I need sometimes. Oh and once God. a year, I get like a treat myself because... I don't know. It feels so good. Yeah. I oh. left feeling like I was made of jello. And <sighs> I, I, I was really, really relaxed for the rest of the day and the night. And as you know, if you listen to last week's episode, I was going to make this the weekend that I didn't have like a little meltdown. Right. Which I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Um, so I'm, unfortunately, a weekly massage isn't really an option due to the cost. I did email you saying about the SoundCloud account. I was like, I have some questions. But if you need to like take some oh, time you're off. you're so sweet. Remember? And then yeah, you're like, yeah. no, I can get this. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But. No, I, um, the weekend totally went okay. Um, I did not have a meltdown down and the massage was amazing everyone take a bath or get a massage if, if you it's can really unaffordable so maybe ask a friend to give you a massage if it's not yeah. weird and boundaryless and use a friend's bathtub i don't there know there you go <laughs> um you can use the, our facebook group to find a friend with a bathtub yes or you can go on our new website friend of the bathtub dot yeah biz. and what's the other one the uh, toxic fuckers.com that i uh, bought yeah just toxic now. fuck yeah toxic fuck dot biz cool <laughs> um <laughs> dot biz is my new favorite thing um Mine too, now. <laughs> now. Um, okay. So just a reminder, to join the Facebook group, you can uh, find me on Facebook under Katherine Heller, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E Heller, and say, 
direct message me and say, please add me to the group. You'll be added and then you can add your friends and we approve it. Um, you can tweet at us at StrugglebusPod. Use the uh, hashtag StrugglePodBuds420 if you want to find a struggle buddy. And email us at StrugglebusPodcast at gmail.com. Keep those letters coming. This is uh, You guys are just amazing with that. And tweet at Sally T or me at SPK Heller and find us on SoundCloud and all the other things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is it on Instagram? The Struggle Bus Pod? I believe so. Okay, We're so, so new to follow this. Follow us there. Yeah. Okay. And so, we'll also have links to all of them on strugglebuspodcast.com. Oh, booyah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which is also new. What? Uh, you guys. So, okay. The song this week. I don't know this. Okay. This song is called Encourage Yourself. And it's by Donald Lawrence, who's a gospel songwriter and the Tri-City Singers. I love it. Who I don't know anything about. But the reason I chose this song is because it is the song that Latrice Royale closed her show with. <gasps> um, and she actually, she didn't sing it. She lip-synced to it. And does it was, she sing? Yeah, she does. Mm. Um, but she also lip-syncs. And it was... I, I cannot say enough about how incredible it was. Are you was. crying? Are you- I'm not crying right now, but I will if I think about it for like a second. All right. Um, you cried at the show though. Oh, sobbed. Awesome. Sobbed. I mean, not, yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's really moving and it's about encouraging yourself and being mm-hmm. like your own champion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and like drowning out the voices of, of doubt. And I listened to it 50,000 times. Uh, I downloaded it and listened to it a million times. And it it's real good. I really wish that what this could be is like Latrice lip syncing to the song because that's so exceptional. Yeah. But you'll have to settle for just hearing the song itself. I don't know. Try Googling Latrice Royale, encourage yourself and see if there's like a YouTube video yeah. of, of her lip syncing. Uh, yeah. But anyway. I was going to say, I'm really glad you said that because it goes also back to the first letter of being your own advocate. Mm. And you're going to encounter people in your life where, um, you know, they're not treating you so well or in a grad school program. I know people who are in some where they're like, the professors are terrible. And it's like, well, you got to find a way. Mm-hmm. Or when I was in the emergency room last year and my mom's like, you got to be your own advocate because not everyone's going to do their job, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and totally. it's true. So yeah, encourage yourself. Yeah. You know. I, I recommend playing this at high volume mm. and having like a very uh, joyful and uh, exultant moment. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. Bye. Bye.
speak a word over yourself. Depression is all around, but God. How many people encouraged tonight? 